really taking personal responsibility for whatever your life is and your actions can serve you well. God is with me every moment of the day. I'm talking with him, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking through stuff. And it was just a reminder of how God sees my heart, he cares for me, he listens, and he shows up. It's personal bravery in partnership with the divine that allows us to courageously take our place in this world. This is the way of the Welcome to The Way of Valor. This is Angie Taylor, and I am so grateful you joined me today. I am on my own today because I have a few things on my heart I wanted to share with you just to get the ball rolling. You know, we live in a land right now where it is harder than ever to translate our faith onto the next generation. When our kids are going to school five days a week, particularly if they're not in a Christian school, they are being bombarded with thoughts that are absolutely contradictory to the truth of God's Word. And then now when we go to church on Sundays, if we make it to church on Sunday, often the church messages can be really seeker-sensitive and fail to really equip and train in God's Word. And so we're seeing a generation of kids that are falling further and further and further away. I've seen this even in our Christian school of kids coming in that do not have the foundation or the background of the Word of God in their life. And then our hope is that they would be raised up and learn to love God with their heart, soul, and mind. The problem is, guys, as I see it, is we used to live in a generation where we would go to Sunday school, there was formation and training happening on Wednesday nights, on Sunday nights. When I was growing up, it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then usually some kind of youth group activity um, on the weekends. That simply is not the case anymore. In fact, a lot of our kids are ending up in club sports on Sunday mornings and not even getting the Sunday morning message. I want to talk to you about how to help your child develop an actual relationship with Christ. And and here's the reality. Here's why this is so essential is because right now, so many people are using the circumstances of this life to determine what is true and what is valid. And, and the reality is this is culture is in rapid decline. I know you know this. I know you see this as much as I see this. What is happening in our schools on a an amazingly large scale level that's been accepted is is t- actually fairly scary, but we should have expected it, right? Because in Isaiah it it talks about end times and it tells us that Things that are bad will be called good, and things that are good will be called bad in the end times. And it's really important for us to give our kids, as well as ourselves, a firm foundation on what's God's truth say about this. If we are going to navigate this world 
our truth cannot be a sliding scale. Our truth cannot be a changing scale. It has to go back to what God's words say. And it can't be basically on your opinion, because if it's based on your opinion, guys, that's going to change as culture changes. That's going to change as it gets harder and harder to navigate this world as a Christian. I just read this phenomenal devotion I'm going to share with you this morning because I thought it was so excellent. It was a good challenge for me, and I'm hoping you find it a good challenge too. The The devotion was by Mike, Michael Youssef, and he said, being a godly leader will cost you something because true leaders stand up for what is right. They do not make moral compromise. They do not take the easy way out in order to get ahead or keep the peace. We see this again and again in the lives of the apostles in the New Testament, and we see it down through the ages, embodied the countless saints who suffered and sometimes died because they took a bold stand for Jesus. Though it may not be your freedom or your life on the line when you make a stand, it takes a measure of the same boldness. Jesus is king. To compromise on the values of the king and his kingdom is tantamount to treason. And I'm going to pause right there because that statement hit me like a lead of bricks. You guys, I'm somebody that like, I don't like, I like confrontation as much as the next guy, right? It's like, can we not all just get along? And this scripture says Jesus is king to compromise on on the values of the king and his kingdom is tantamount to treason. Leadership success in Jesus' eyes is not about fame, power, or position. Instead, he looks to see whether or not we have been faithful. And being faithful to Jesus will often cause us to be at odds with this world. Whether there is benefit to honesty and integrity and authentic leaders need to take a stand for the truth and for their values. As one leader said, if I compromise on one principle with just one customer, where do I draw the line? In John 2, Jesus, the greatest leader who ever lived, lived, stood boldly against the religious leaders of his day because they had turned God's house into a flea market. He braided a whip, strode through the temple courtyard, lashed at the money changers and merchants with the whip, and overturned their tables. As he did so, he rebuked them for their wicked practices. Have you ever made moral compromises to fit in or to get ahead? Guys, I'm telling you, I have struggled in that space of making moral compromises, of, of tr just trying to fiddle in, to get along. The world's hard. Can we not all just get along? If you haven't already done so, confess the sin to Jesus and ask him to help you display complete integrity in every area of your life. And I'm just going to say this. If we are going to raise up this next generation together, and guys, it's never, ever been more important for parents to get their relationship on solid ground with Jesus because your kids are watching. I can tell you this in my own life, as well as in a number of people I've watched raise their kids over the year. As parents, we're going to mess up, right? We're not going to get it right all the time. We have our own dysfunctions and things that maybe we can't even see. But the reality is this, when you live an authentic faith that loves Jesus Christ, 
And and by I, by that I mean it's not just lip service. Your actions speak of that, right? In my home, we're tithers, we're givers, and 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 our kids all knew that. We all attribute our um, success and where we are in life to the fact that we've been faithful in the little things that God has given us. We're we've been really open about that with our kids. We. Our kids wake up and see their mom and dad reading the word. We're in the word. And when it comes to decision making in the lives of our kids, we're not simply going off of our opinion. We're going back to scripture and saying, what's God say about that? What's what's his opinion on that? Because it's not about my opinion. Because my opinion is going to change with the day. It's going to change on how I'm feeling. It is 100%. There is an anchored truth for your life and for your kid's life. And guys, this will give your kids so much confidence in life because it's unchanging. They don't have to look to circumstances. They don't have to look out and ask the question, what's everybody else think? What's everybody else doing about this? They come back to the truth of scripture and say, but this is what God says about it. And, and you can trust what God says. And let me go further on that, because I think this is so important. I, you know, a lot of times kids get the perception of the Bible being do's and don'ts, rules that are hard to not break, and we keep breaking them. Can I, can I tell you, my life changed when I shifted from memorizing God's word to relationship with Jesus. It shifted dramatically because when I was in relationship with Jesus, what I understood is he laid out a path for me in the Bible that was a path towards abundance. He actually had a really good plan and purpose for my life, and he wanted me to have a whole and amazing life. And to do that, he laid out the path and he said, hey, don't do this, do this. This is this is how you're going to be successful in life. This is how you're going to have a good, abundant life. This is how you're going to experience uh, peace and provision in your life. This is how you're going to have all of the things that, quite frankly, at the end of the day, we desire most. The Bible, it's not a rule book, you guys. It's a way book. And in the minute we start helping our kids understand that, all of a sudden I'm not beating my kids with this condemnation rule book of you did that, the Bible says don't do that. It's a conversation about, man, you know, Jesus loves you so much, you know, and, you know, because like scripturally he says he hates divorce. And you know what? Can I tell you over 30 years, the countless families I have walked through divorce situations and they, I have not one of them, the best of circumstances where the parents are like, we're going to be friends. We're going to do this well. And they did. Their kids suffered. There were still so many pain points and Guess what? God doesn't say that because he doesn't still love the people that walked through the divorce. He absolutely does. He says it because he knows it's going 
to not go well for your family. It's not going to go well for your kids. And I want the best for your kids. So I lay out this plan. That's why the Bible and in, in your opinion can't be based on your opinion. You have to lean in and go, man, what does he say? And even when what he says feels uncomfortable to you as a parent. And let me tell you, there are plenty of things in there that I'm like, mm, whoo, this is hard. Here's what I do. I go, man, guys, this isn't my opinion. This isn't this isn't on me. This is what scripture says. And because I found a firm foundation, and I'm going to give you one last example that will hopefully just really give you a good picture of what this looks like. What happens for a lot of people in their life, and this happens in so many Christian schools. In fact, when we set up Valor, it was one of my goals that we would do this differently. Let's just act like we have a three-legged metal stool sitting here, okay? And if you'll just picture this in your mind with me, we have a three-legged metal stool and our kids walk into the room and we tell them about the metal stool, right? We show them a picture a picture, and they can look at the metal stool and they walk around the stool and, and we say the stool's made up of these components. The stool has metal in the, in the legs. It's a wooden seat on the stool. It's a brown stool with black metal legs. And we tell our kids about the stool. And every day that stool just sits in our house. We all walk around the stool. We're comfortable with the stool. But nobody has ever sat on the stool. What happens is at some point in this life, whether it's in junior high, high school, or college, what happens is people in this kid's life are going to start going, ooh, <laughs> that stool, if you sit on that stool, it'll collapse. Like, that is a weak stool. That is stupid. You don't want to sit on that stool, right? And a kid that has only ever heard about the stool, seen the stool, walked around the stool, but never experienced sitting down on the stool might be tempted to believe everybody else and therefore almost become afraid of sitting on the stool because they've never experienced the stool, right? They've only seen it. They've heard it. Their parents have talked about it. We have a lot of head knowledge that happens around faith. Uh, we, we give it some good lip service, but our lives and in, in our kids' lives, they've never experienced it firsthand. And so it's essential as parents that we allow parent our, stu- our kids, not only do we allow them, that we create opportunities for them to sit on the stool. This just happened in my home in the last week. My daughter was trying to make a decision on something. As a parent, I really wanted to step in and just make the decision for her. And I stepped back and said, why don't you pray about that? Why don't you pray about what God would have you do? This also happened with my son over the last month where he actually reached out to us and said, guys, I've been praying about this decision for a long time. And he was actually afraid to come to us as parents and tell us the decision he had made because he knew we'd have a different opinion on it. He was right. Um, Here's what I can tell you. But when our son came to us and said, I've been praying about this decision for a long time. And this is what this is the path and the place that I got. I feel God is leading me. And so I'm going to do it. The only thing we did with parents 
as parents was, man, if you feel like God's leading you to do this, we support that and we're going to pray for you. We're, we're just going to cover you this thing in prayer. Do you know why our son had the courage to do that? Is because his whole life we've told him, nobody can hear the voice of God for you. We gave him practice time and time again to say, hey, we're not going to make this decision for you. Let's spend a week praying about this thing. And then you come back to us after you've searched it out in scripture, after you have um, prayed over God's will for your life, you come back to us and tell us what you're hearing, what you believe. You see, stop just telling your kids about the stool. Stop just telling your kids about the Bible. Step back. Let them see you practice your faith in action. Our whole life, my husband and my uh, married life, we've been very open, very public with our kids about the way we've made decisions. We've moved five different times to different states. And what I can tell you, it was always a journey. And the older our kids got, we would invite them to pray with us over the decisions we were making. And God has always been faithful to keep us, to grow us, to equip us and draw us together. I have adult kids now who are lovers of Jesus, have their own personal faith. And and what I can tell you is we gave them practice in experiencing faith. We didn't just talk about it. It wasn't a plaque in our home. It was, we, we walked it out in an experiential way because God is for you. He has good plans for you. But we got to dig in, guys. We get we have to dig in, and you can no longer depend upon your church to do this for you. You cannot depend upon your Christian school. Honestly, a lot of Christian schools are missing it because they're doing a lot of talking about the stool, but they're not having kids. They're not asking the question, how do I help these kids practice sitting on the stool? right? How do I help these kids encounter, experience their faith, hear from God, seek out Jesus in their everyday life and the decisions they're making? Where are we making room for that to happen in our kids' lives? This is essential to the cornerstone of of our kids, their faith, of our faith. The Word says that it's our actions that make our faith complete, right? Faith without works is dead. So my life better back up. Now, Now, mind you, my works certainly don't save me. I've been saved by grace. But my faith without actually taking a step is a dream, right? It's, a, it, 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 it's not a reality. Faith requires a bold, courageous step. It requires a bold, courageous step, you guys, because you're stepping into an unseen let your kids experience that and see that in their life and in in your family's life because that's where transformation happens. That's where you begin to experience the abundance of God. I will tell you right now, I know way too many kids who have walked away from their faith because it was just head knowledge in their home. And there wasn't action that that or opportunities to experience and encounter their faith. In fact, I would tell you it's one of the reasons I started a whole different kind of Christian school is because I knew 
kids have to encounter Jesus in a very real way. They have to practice that. And it's our job as the adults in their lives to help them walk into those spaces with him. That's all I have for you today. I hope this was helpful for you. If you like this podcast, if this was useful for you, would you follow us on um, social media, like and share, as well as write a review. Tell us what you think. We care about what you think. Tell us what else you'd love to hear about. I, I have lots of opportunities to interview people. I'm enjoying that part of this journey so much. We'd love to hear from you, though. But you can help us by liking and sharing this. Have a blessed day. The Way of Valor podcast is sponsored by Valor Global Online, where we believe every child has divine destiny And it is our role as educators to inspire curiosity and draw out the unique brilliance of every child. We may be the experts in education, but you, as the parent, you are the expert on your child. And together, we will partner to help your child fulfill their optimum potential. We are unlike any other online school you have encountered. Your child will be seen and heard every single day while connecting live with their teachers and friends throughout the world. Our focus on faith and whole child development and positioning your child as a creator, not simply a consumer, helps build the confidence you long to see in your child. Check us out today at ValorOnline.org. Working nine to five. Forget that. How about a nine-week e-course instead? One that's guaranteed to make you rich in every area of your life. Valor Global Online is thrilled to announce the Doug Wood Church Boy to Millionaire video e-course. You can take it alone. Take it with your friends. You can even take it with your kids. And when you take it to heart, it is guaranteed to create massive momentum, breakthrough, abundance, and purpose in your life. You are worthy of power, might, and more. We can't wait to partner with you and pray your dreams into action. Visit ValorOnline.org today to register for our next session. It's time to start living above the line.